Hi everyone, my name is Lilia Kubu. First things first, I want to thank you all for tuning into the first episode of the Boiling Point podcast. Small disclaimer, this is a podcast made by students who attend SUNY Kogoskill. However, this is an independent production because we're fancy out here. Joining us today, we have Trine, Brittany, and Michael. Can you guys tell us your name, major, and something fun about you? Hi, my name is Brittany. Um, I'm an animal science BT major with a canine concentration. And my fun fact is that I almost died in a train station. Hey guys, my name is Trine. I'm a double major. My first major is animal science BT with a concentration in canine. And my second major is applied psych. And my fun fact is I got lost in the Eiffel Tower when I was 11. Hello, my name is Michael Lee Edwards. Um, I'm currently pursuing a bachelor's in um, culinary arts. And um, my fun fact would be that I played a lot of sports growing up, but I've never committed myself to one. All right, since we're sharing, you know, fun facts. My major is applied psychology. And a fun fact about me is that I once got to perform a history rap on Broadway with my best friend. It was pretty cool. All right. Today's discussion will be based on this question. What does it mean to be a student of color on the SUNY Cobosquil campus? So for me, I feel like being a student of color on the campus can be very exhausting. Um, Most of the time, I walk on eggshells because I don't want to be perceived as ghetto if I laugh too loud. Um, that's just one example. But I'm not blaming anyone or assuming that everyone will view me that way. But it's just something that I know can happen, so I try to prevent that. Um, but on the other hand, if you're loud and outgoing, it could almost feel like you're a source of entertainment for everyone else. But I didn't ask to be the center of attention. I'm just like being my authentic self. So I feel like sometimes students of color or people of color are viewed as characters and not real people. One thing I would like, to, I guess, to add to that is, um, like, I see, I see your point of how like we're seen as characters and um, not really seen as like people. I don't know. I feel like, um, like me being from the city or like most of us are from the city. But um, us coming up here and we have different mannerisms or anything like that, we feel like we have to tone it down when we're around um, a specific group of people or people who don't have that background of being from the city. Because it's like if we talk with those mannerisms or we, um, I guess, like come across as like really aggressive, it makes people not want to talk to us. So it's like we have to tone it down to a point where it doesn't seem like we're the most important person in the conversation or or like everyone is constantly looking at us or like the spotlight is on us in every conversation. I definitely agree with both points. Um, one thing that I thought about while you guys were speaking is there's a divide on our campus between the city kids and like the ag students. So that also adds to us looking, I guess you could say weird or just like out of character, or just whatever. Because I feel like most of the people on our campus are not from the city. And if they are, we're kind of like split up around campus. So it's not as easy, especially during COVID, to make connections with those people. So you're kind of just put in a building as a freshman. And majority of the time, 
most people will be an animal science major or something to do with ag education, and it's harder to find your group of people that you can click with. I did realize that, though, like my freshman year, um, that there definitely was a divide from like the agricultural students and then like the city kids. Um, it was like, I'm, I don't know how to like, like break it down. It was more of like, I guess the agricultural kids hung out with each other or like decided to only do things with each other and the city kids did the same thing. There was like, there was like small cases where there was like um, a mix of kids from ag and the city or ag and different majors or whatever it is. But I, I guess it's just seen as weird for you to be a city kid or a kid in a different major that's um, anything besides agriculture. And to be hanging out with agriculture kids, I just feel like, um, I guess like being a city kid, you automatically assume that um, because most ag kids are white, that they're going to be racist or say, um, just have really mean words or say terrible things about us. So we kind of like tend to stay away from them or stray away from them. I wanted to mention that I feel like it's not a divide between ag students and like city kids because some kids that come from the city end up being ag students as well. So I think it's like students that are from upstate and then students that are from the city is where the divide is. Because I feel like, I know plenty of times I've been in certain classes and I feel like when you're from upstate, sometimes you're in situations that like something you have to do on a farm that you can do on campus, you already have that experience. And I've never, I didn't grow up on a farm. So I don't know how to like, uh, I never experienced like an animal giving birth. And then like, when I don't know what's going on, I feel like the ag students, the other students from upstate who've had that experience kind of look down on me. Like she doesn't know what she's doing. Like, why is she here? I'm like, dang man, like I'm from the city. That's why I don't know what's going on. Like I'm trying to learn. I'm sorry you already had this experience, but I didn't. So I feel like sometimes it feels like they're kind of making fun of the students from the city that don't really know what's going on sometimes. Yeah. Or like, not not know what's going on, but just ex is experience something for the first time. I definitely agree. And I feel like um, I'm at a disadvantage sometimes, especially my freshman year, I'd be like, one of the only black kids in my class as an animal science major, and I was just like, okay, I don't really understand what's going on, but everyone seems to have a grip on everything, like milking cows, for example, or again, what she said, Brittany, was like watching an animal give birth. I've only had a, ca a cat growing up, so some of these people come from having like a thousand cows, and like they do barn duty, and they're used to all of that, where I'm just not from an area where we have cows and other livestock animals and stuff like that. Uh, the point that I wanted to make for my view of being a student of color or a person of color on campus is representation. So although I don't speak for every black person on campus, um, whether we like it or not, we represent each other. And if a group of us does something that isn't approved by society, our race as a whole is usually viewed as bad or they start saying like this stereotype is correct about us or this stereotype is whatever. But in the same way, I can stand out and make a difference and get people to delete stereotypes from their mind. One thing I want to add to that is, it's, it's kind of something that goes into my point that I was going to make next. Um, but 
So my role on campus is student government president. Um, and with that comes a lot of responsibility, especially being um, quote unquote, the first black um, um, president on campus. Uh, I feel like I have to represent the students, the students of color on campus a little bit more, or I feel like I can't say certain things or I have to water myself down um, so that I don't come off as like, I don't know, like ignorant or um, like, I don't know what I'm talking about or I don't know, like maybe my mannerisms or the the, the vocabulary that I use um, is something that a lot of people that like my colleagues aren't used to. So I feel like, again, like I have to water myself down or I have to be very selective with my words so that I'm not looked at as inferior. That's one thing that I also wanted to discuss is code switching. I think that um, a lot of people don't really understand what code switching is and what that means for us. Um, code switching for African-American people or people of color is our way of putting the world at ease because there are a bunch of stereotypes and biases out there that end up having us killed. Not to be, you know, too frank, but I'm just saying, you know, a lot of these stereotypes are, I guess, ingrained enough to make people look at us to be inferior or to be scary or to be a threat. So I think that the fact that we feel like we have to water down our message or tone down our voice or minimize ourselves to be easier to digest for anybody else is appalling to me. And then they use our code switching and the fact that we tone it down to make us the poster child of things. And I don't, I don't like that. I feel like I want to be looked at as a person, not a character. I'm not, representing all black people. I can't represent all black people because I'm just me. I don't know everybody experiences and I can't claim to know everything, but I can try to take steps in the right direction. But I just, I don't know. I think code switching is an important topic and I don't think it get talk, it gets talked about enough. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Um, I would say, like, for me and you, Layla, um, like, you've done videos for the school and stuff like that. Everyone knows you and everything. And with me being me, um, it would, it kind of feels like we're becoming, like, the poster child for, like, diversity on campus. Um, so it's like, well, so it's like we'll constantly be asked questions or asked our, our advice or asked to be uh, leaders to any events pertaining to the idea of Cobaskill being a diverse campus. And it can be frustrating at times because I guess like me being me, I would want them to kind of like educate themselves too and not feel like they automatically have to go to me, you, or any of the other students of color on campus whenever they get uncomfortable with a topic or uncomfortable with how to go about a topic. Just, you know, everyone has um, resources. Everyone has the same resources, if not more. So why not use them? I definitely agree with what you're saying, Michael, because I know that you being president now, they kind of just put you on display if I could say that they kind of just put you on display like your your face is on the website and I think that that sends 
being on campus and then being not actually being on this campus it's two different viewpoints being on campus I've been here for a while so I know like how things go what the rundown is and then your face being I play in quotation marks the representation of like the black community on on campus it's kind of like they're promoting diversity but they're still not all the way there yet they're just like all right we did this thing now they'll look at us a little bit better or whatever and then again Michael they usually just go to you for a lot of advice or um if they need help with something and it's just kind of like I there's other ways to go about it like don't just come to us when you need to be educated there are ways to educate yourself and then also with code switching I think it's not even just a thing that's on campus it's just being in a minority group we do it all the time and some people don't even notice it so um code switching to me is just like I can't use my regular slang that I use around people that are my friends or whatever and anything that I say if it has a little bit of like I'll say blackness to it it's deemed as either inappropriate or, or unprofessional and it kind of sucks and it's really annoying that I sometimes have to evaluate a situation and like tone myself down or be not like fully myself to be able to be accepted by a group of people. Um, Michael has, I don't know if you remember what you said before, but you said like someone, you were in a meeting and he was like, feel me. And someone like texted you like, that's unprofessional. Yeah, I do remember. Um, because yeah, I have, again, I have certain mannerisms or anything like I'm from Brooklyn. So I'm going to say certain words, certain ways. And, um, it's just like, I was in a meeting or whatever it was and it just didn't like I was excited about something so I expressed my excitement and I guess it just wasn't um I don't think it was like received like in a very negative way like I guess I got what I was saying but at the same time it just wasn't like deemed professional like etiquette or professional speech for you to be saying for me to be saying how the saying what I'm saying the way I was saying it at that time so um yeah like honestly looking at it now like I still think it was really dumb, but, like, I'm not really, like, sweating it that much. I just know, like, again, that was me when I kind of just got into the role. So I wasn't used to, like, the, I guess, I got to speak politically or I have to speak, um, I don't know, like, I don't know what the word is. <laughs> but, like, I hope you get what I'm saying. I feel like the word you're looking for is proper. But then at the same time, that kind of irritates, like, I know it's not a big deal, like, situation really wasn't a big deal to you right now, but, like, that's what, that's basically what I would say. Like, being proper, there's a certain way that you have to speak to be deemed proper in society, which it's like, if I speak a certain way, now I look like I'm uneducated. You could have six degrees, be a doctor, and, like, still speak your slang or something, and people would be like, mm, how did you, how did you graduate from college or something like that, which is actually really ridiculous. Um, so I definitely get what you're saying, Michael. Thank you. Um, just one thing I wanted to mention, because it, because we're on the topic of school switching before we move on. Um, I have, I was listening, I was on Instagram and I was listening to, um, this girl I went to high school with her and she was talking about how she's like, been on podcasts and she's been on like and YouTube videos and like different things like that interviews and she feels like she doesn't know like she hates listening back to 
say that because she doesn't feel like that's actually how she sounds. And she doesn't know how she actually sounds because she's always code switching, even like in like a regular setting with um, her friends. She feels like she code switches still, even if she's comfortable with them. So I feel like it's just hard to get out of that zone. Like once you start at a young age with code switching, I feel like you'll have it with you unless you forever, unless you actively try to like break out of that. But I think it's just really hard because now, like, like she said, she doesn't even know what she really sounds like. And she feels like it's not, it's nothing wrong with like, she's from the Bronx. But she was saying she doesn't feel like it's anything wrong with like speaking like she's from the Bronx, like from the city when she's in certain settings, but she still decides not to because she, she's so used to code switching. Um, if you guys would be like more willing to like switch the conversation to like another topic um, regarding like what it's like to be a student of color. So like we kind of touched base on it before, but it's like diversity. Um, one thing that kind of annoys me is that I feel like whenever people think diverse, they just think black. And that isn't true. Like there's so many other cultures, there's so many di different people from different backgrounds that are diverse. But yet for some reason, it's like, it always has to be about us. And I don't mean it like that in a negative way because like, it's not a, like the world kind of isn't focused on us. Um, but I don't know, I just feel like whenever we try to reach out and do events or things pertaining to diversity, it should not always be black. I feel like it can be Chinese sometimes. It can be like Spanish. It can be any type of Spanish, any type of, um, Asian, I don't know if I'm saying that like incorrectly or anything like that, but like it shouldn't just be black. <laughs> like black can be in the equation, but you know, I feel like if we're gonna talk about diversity, we gotta cater to all, all the students. Like we have a whole um, international building with a whole bunch of Asian students, and I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of um, potential there. There's a lot of potential to work with them and. Um, hear about their cultures, um, hear about um, things that they eat, try to get more representation for them, try to get them in more roles on campus. You know what I mean? I feel like that's definitely something that can happen. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying that people on, like the, the officials on campus make it so that um, any other diverse group on campus cannot get in these positions. But again, I feel like it's more of like an intimidating um, factor that they, I'm not sure if they're like conscious or like conscious of it, but like, I feel like it's something that kind of plays in the back of their mind unintentionally, like, hey, like, I would like to run for this position or I would like to be a part of something greater on my campus or, and be a part of something better on my community. I just don't feel like they're going to pick me because I'm the way I am, because I was born the person I am. I definitely agree. And when you went to talk about like Asian culture, that kind of struck something in me because I think that there's obviously stereotypes in every culture. Um, especially minority groups. So the example that came to my head is a lot of Asians are perceived as smart. So if you have an Asian that doesn't get good grades and people look at them like, mm, what's, what's wrong with you? Aren't you supposed to be like the smartest person in the world or something like that, right? Um, and I think that a lot of, not just schools, but companies in general, like buildings in society, they think that if they add just like, you know, two black people to their, their, their co-worker staff or whatever, that that makes that, 
that company or whatever, that school, um, diverse. And I don't think that people really understand what diversity is. It's like inclusion of all cultures. There's no discrimination, stuff like that. But they, again, they, they just add two, two black people and they're just like, all right, there we go. We're set. But at the same time, these black people are being discriminated against still. They can't wear certain hairstyles. That's a whole other conversation that we can have. But they can't wear certain hairstyles. If they talk a certain way, they still look at it as weird or whatever. So um, diversity is definitely a thing in general, like just in the world in general, that needs to be worked on. And um, I definitely agree. I think that there there should be different. What's the word I'm looking for? For all the minority groups and um, cultures that we have, let's just say on campus or something, I feel like there should be different events and things that help other people understand their cultural life. Um, because it's not really a thing that's looked at, I guess, is like super important. Like, you know, we have Black History Month and then it's just like, all right, that's cool. But then after that, it's like, all right, kind of like whatever. Um, I think... What I'm understanding from what you're saying is it kind of feels like um, people are trying to fill a quota sort of thing. Like they're looking for that one piece of anything that could promote diversity so that they can maximize profit or whatever. Because, and the easiest way to do that is by getting a black person instead of actually searching for different points, well, different people who represent diversity. Because it's not even just about race. We heard a lot of different viewpoints today, and I appreciate you all for coming on and sharing them with us. Thank you for listening. This has been the Boiling Point Podcast. (laughs) Stay tuned for more content.